What is up, Grizz Nation? It's your host, Parker Fleming, back with another episode of the Longview Podcast, a podcast centered around the Memphis Grizzlies and the big picture objective of sustainable success. The Longview is a podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network alongside GBB Live, the Core 4 Podcast, the 3D Podcast, and the Starting 5 Podcast. So make sure you're checking all that out wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. And Grizzly Bear Blues is a blog under SB Nation. You find it on the web at grizzlybearblues.com or on Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. Uh, just before we get started today, I just got to say John Morant is off to a blazing start to the season. Uh, he just... Looking like the best player on the floor no matter who's out there with him, whether it's Paul George, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's looking like that dude. Uh, he's really putting in that – he's showing that work that he put in over the offseason in the dark, as he said. And he is showing why Zach Kleiman went out of his way in media day to say John Morant will be an all-star. And, you know, he's really on his way to that and more. I mean, he could be a guy that's – on an all-NBA team before we know it. And because of his brilliant play, the Memphis Grizzlies are out to a torching start offensively. They are leading the league in offensive rating at 121.6, almost five points higher than second-place Philadelphia 76ers team as I'm recording on Tuesday, October 26th. And I really wanted to talk about two players in particular that have played a big role in that as well. And that's Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton. So at the beginning of the season, uh, everybody had to give their opinions on what the starting lineup might look like because without Jonas Valanciunas in the fold, it was going to look a little different. And with Jaron Jackson Jr. back for a full season, it was going to look a little different. And so everybody had sharpied in pretty much. Uh, John Barant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, Steven Adams. That seemed pretty easy and everyone's talking about was talking about the fifth starter I mean you have people throwing their Desmond Bain Kyle Anderson DeAnthony Melton uh, some people even got a little interesting with it and they would have John Morant one of Bain or Melton Dylan Brooks Kyle Anderson and Jaron Jackson Jr. so that that really kind of dominated headlines and we saw Taylor Jenkins mix and match with lineups throughout the preseason primarily with Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton getting a lot of those reps. And the setback in Dylan Brooks's recovery opened up two starting spots. And presumably, Taylor Jenkins went with John Morant, Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams. A starting lineup that we saw for the better part of preseason. And the Grizzlies are just out to a humming start 
with that starting five. Granted, in the very small sample that we've gotten, per cleaning the glass, we've seen 99 possessions with Morant, Melton, Bain, Jackson, and Adams, and they're outscoring their opponents by 46.5 points per 100 possessions. Small sample, but when when you're throwing out a new lineup, a new starting lineup, and they're experiencing that much success, I mean, especially like you had, they've had three pretty good teams. I mean, Cleveland, they're not a slouch that they have been in years past. Like they're very legit with Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, uh, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. They they're really bringing something up there. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers. So I love the start that we've seen from that unit, and obviously John Morant deserves a lot of praise in that as well. He's playing like an All NBA player and an MVP candidate. Uh, Steven Adams is great. Has a, had a great resurgence as well, but. Really, what's elevated this lineup as well is just the next man up approach from Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton and the improvements that they've made in their games and the confidence that those two are playing with. And, you know, Taylor Jenkins, from the time he stepped foot in Memphis, he's really talked about this next man up approach, whether that's been with Kyle Anderson starting for Jaron Jackson Jr. for the better part of last season or it's been guys like John Conchar and Killian Tilly having to step into the rotation and the Grizzlies not missing a beat when it comes to winning basketball games, or DeAnthony Melton filling in for uh, injured wings in his first season with Memphis. We're seeing that right now with Desmond Bain and uh, DeAnthony Melton, particularly with this Dylan Brooks injury, and they have just thrived. Uh, as I'm recording this, Desmond Payne and DeAnthony Melton are both averaging north of 18 points a game. Melton's at 18.3. Payne is at 19.3. Uh, Melton's edged out Bane in the three-point numbers. Melton's at 57.9%, and Bane's at 348 I'd expect a progression from the mean to the mean for Desmond Bain and a regression to the mean probably from DeAnthony Melton, but hell, even going from... 58% down to that 41 that we saw last year is still unbelievable for Melton. Uh, both are averaging a little under five rebounds, around three assists. Uh, they're just both playing really well uh, on both ends of the floor. Uh, granted, there, there are points, too, where Dylan Brooks is missed. Uh, the Grizzlies are at the bottom of the league in uh, defensive rating, having a defensive rating of 117.3, which is at the bottom of the league. But that's besides the point. That That's what everything's all about is these growth opportunities that we're having for DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain. And though they're doing really well offensively and showing real strides of growth offensively, I do want to start with the defense. Last week, I talked about on Grizzly Bear Blues that someone's going to have to fill in for Dylan Brooks when it comes to being a perimeter stopper, especially as the Grizzlies embarked on a four-game West Coast road trip facing off against the elites of LeBron James, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry. And three of the four of those guys are guys that Dylan Brooks experienced great success in guarding last season. And Bain and Melton, I had Melton being more of that guy to do that, but Bain has really stepped up and impressed me in that regard. It was defense, especially point of attack defense, was one of the real holes that you could point to in Bain's game from his rookie season. And while he still has room to grow in that area, 
I liked what he did against LeBron and Paul George. Uh, he held, I tweeted this out on my personal account. He held LeBron James to one of seven shooting and Paul George to three of eight shooting. And I know it's it's not the end-all, be-all. Like matchup data, Very, you have to really look at that plus film to really know how that player is really impacting his matchup. And you can just see with Bain against LeBron, he did a really good job fighting around screens. He did a good job getting into LeBron's airspace, staying physical without fouling. He had only two fouls in a little over 30 minutes the other night. Very good growth from him on that front. And, you know, that's just a really good a really good building block for him going forward as somebody who could potentially guard these guys. I mean, if he's going to take starter minutes or if he's going to take closing minutes or if he's the guy that gets to stick around in a post-consolidation trade, there's a pretty good chance that Desmond Bain is going to be tasked with being a perimeter stopper. So getting these reps against Paul George and LeBron James, and you'll probably get those same reps against Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Steph Curry, and even uh, later in the week against Jimmy Butler. He's going to get those reps. He's going to get the chance to improve on his point of attack defense and really having to manage the league's elite. And with those, with guys like that, it's not really about stopping them. It's more about containing them. And Bain did a really good job of that the other night. And that's an opportunity that he's really relished. Uh, I talked to him ap- after the game on Sunday night via the Zoom post-game press conference and just asked him about this opportunity to cover the the league's elite and like what it what it's really shown him and obviously he's thankful for that trust that the coaching staff put into him but also too it's just an opportunity for him to really just focus on his defensive craft study these guys tendencies look at film those are areas that Dylan Brooks made in his rise as becoming a premier defensive stopper so seeing Bain kind of take on that same mentality has been really cool to see and with DeAnthony Melton uh, the results are kind of just a mixed bag and stuff right now. I did like how you know he was picking up Paul George full court, uh, face guarding him, kind of similar to like what we saw with uh, De- uh, Dylan Brooks and Steph Curry. Uh, but he the height difference between George and Melton. Melton's six three and Paul George about six nine six ten. Uh, kind of that's where the mixed bag comes in. Uh, Paul George shot eight for eleven against him, including four or six from three. Really, just showing that height difference, just playing a uh, big problem there. But besides the point, I think D'Anthony Melton will really get his growth opportunity in that regard on Wednesday and Thursday's games when he's having to guard guys like Steph Curry, uh, C.J. McCollum, and Damian Lillard uh, more. Combo guards more in his positional archetype there because with him, like if he becomes a guy who's starting or closing with John Morant or he's starting alongside Dylan Brooks and they have a combo guard weapon and a wing weapon, he's a guy that's going to be taking on a lot of those responsibilities guarding those point guards, those shooting guards. And if he's going to be a guy that either he's sixth round post consolidation or he is that answer at the starting two guard, however however you want to phrase it, like if DeAnthony Melton is having to take on those responsibilities when it comes down to those 
tight-knit playoff games where there is a star combo guard or point guard on the other side of the floor. These are those opportunities in those large samples to really kind of understand what goes into that. Because, I mean, he's a great point-of-attack defender. Uh, he's Even though he's 6'3", it's a 6'8 wingspan, so he has the length to bother them defensively and alter how they get to their shots and, and how they get to their spots and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to seeing those next two games in particular for DeAnthony Melton defensively. And offensively, their confidence has just been through the roof. Uh, there's been times where I felt like those two, once the ball enters their hands, they're just letting it fly. Once they see the rim, they're letting it fly. Or uh, Desmond Bain in particular, uh, he'll attack a closeout with a pump fake and his eyes just stay at the rim, just letting it fly. They've really embodied that Taylor Jenkins philosophy of letting that bleep fly. And it's been really cool to see. And we've seen them also take on more responsibilities off the dribble from a playmaking standpoint, shooting pull-up threes, stuff in that regard. Um, Especially Desmond Bain. I know Commercial Appeals, Evan Barnes wrote an article today about Bain trying to become more than a shooter. And he's done a really good job at attacking the rim uh, something that he really didn't do much of in his rookie season. I mean, he even admitted it in a Zoom or in a post game press conference that he knows that he didn't do all that much attacking at the rim. But he he's done that at a higher frequency. I mean, he's gone to the rim for twenty six percent of his shot attempts instead of twenty one from last season, and he's also focusing on the mid range a little more, attacking in that regard on dribble handoffs and attacking closeouts and stuff. And for, for DeAnthony Melton, it's been more of uh, pull up threes and, and playmaking uh, when it comes to like that live dribble creation and stuff. He's still hitting these pull up threes that I had no idea that he can hit like these step back threes or uh, Gathering the ball back out, resetting the offense, and just hitting a pull-up three in the defender's face. I, I lose my mind every time he does that still. Uh, he's still building on that playmaking. He could improve a little more when it comes to his ability to um, score in the mid-range. Uh, so far this season, he's only 2 of 11 in the mid-range. So just finding finding more of that in-between game. I mean, I mean, shooting 73% at the rim, and it's kind of hovered between 55 and 60 for his entire career, and also shooting around the forty, about 40% from three between this season and last season. So just finding more of that in-between game is going to be important for him, but I really like the confidence that he's playing with off the dribble and from three at the moment. And when it comes to those two in particular, those are the elements of their games that really – kind of set the foundation for leaps um i I'm, i know i would play your comparisons there's a lot of nuance with it but for comparison's sake desmond bain pointed to eric gordon and joe harris as two guys that he tries to model his game after and with him becoming like more more than a shooter like that would take him from going from being more of a an elite shooting specialist like joe harris again nothing wrong with that but he's wanting to find more ways to attack and be able to score in the mid-range, score at the rim, uh, find his teammates, hit pull-up threes, initiate the offense, stuff like that. And that's more of the stuff that we saw, we can like that Eric Gordon kind of stuff. You know, the big physical combo guard that can create his own shot from three, but can also put the ball on the floor and create as well. 
I know Eric Gordon's kind of in like witness protection uh, in Houston right now, but you know, prime Eric Gordon or even like that Houston Eric Gordon that was playing off of James Harden and Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook, that was a very, very good complimentary player. And so as Desmond Bain starts to add more to his game to become more than a shooter, that's just going to change his trajectory as a player as a whole. And when you factor in the strides defensively, that becomes even a bigger case. And with D'Anthony Melton, it's more about, you know, just being able to sustain this production over the course of receiving more minutes. Um, I know Keith Parrish, Fast Break Breakfast, has been really beating the drum on this. And he tweeted out after the game on Saturday against the Clippers that the Grizzlies are seven, were 7-2, seven and two, now 7-3, and three, when DeAnthony Melton plays 25 minutes or more. And his splits are about 18, five, 18 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, 50% from the field, 50% from 3. And granted, you got to see what that looks like with the bigger sample, but it's clear and it's even clear in a small amount of minutes he impacts winning so just expanding the horizons on what he can do in a larger sample and seeing if you know the per minute production kind of relates it's gonna be massive for his trajectory as a combo guard whether that's off the bench or starting which speaking of it kind of raises you know who's gonna start when dylan brooks comes back or who can start long-term next to John Morant because if unless there's like some sort of consolidation on the way or they end up drafting that guy who could be a combo guard next to John Morant, Desmond Bain and D'Anthony Melton are very making very strong cases to do so. I mean, with Bain's shooting and budding playmaking, he has the potential to be that guy. Uh, D'Anthony Melton as well. I mean, John Morant and D'Anthony Melton literally beat the hell out of people when they play uh when they share the floor at the same time i mean let's just go through the numbers real quick this season in 128 possessions when john morant and anthony melton are on the floor at the same time they're outscoring opponents by 30 points per 100 possessions and last season in the 2020 2021 season that number they outscored their opponents by 12.4 points per 100 possessions and in the 2019-20 season, they outscored their opponents by 2.3 points. There's a there's a large enough sample that John Morant, DeAnthony, Melton, sharing the floor together yields winning. So I think those two guys have done a lot to make their case of being the starting two guard down the road. The season, however, they, they've shown that they could be those guys. But also, too, these growth opportunities to expand their games as live dribble creators, as playmakers, as defenders, or just as scores. It's going to be very big for this bench. Uh, either one of those guys could be the sixth man going forward. Uh, Matt Moore, a.k.a. Hardwood Paroxysm of the Action Network, he always beats the drum on DeAnthony Melton being a sneaky sixth man of the year candidate. Um it could, it could really go to either one. And I think it would be a very big boost in the short term for this team for one of those guys to be off the bench once Dylan Brooks comes back because um, there, there, there are still some times where there's some of those hockey lineup kind of things where you'll have like all starters, all bench, whatever. 
And at times we could see where there could be a little stagnation of sorts because there's a lack of a go-to score and a guy that you can run the offense to, run sets to. And I, I think in that regard, like Dennis and Payne and DeAnthony Melty could step into those that kind of role and just really help weather the storm. That's really what it's all about if you're going to a pure bench unit. It's just weathering the storm while your starters are out. Or hell, even maybe going back to that dominant bench form that we saw in the 2019-20 season with the Memphis Grizzlies. So the, though I think this is just a growth opportunity to help them whatever role, whether it's back to the bench, being a starting wing next to John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. down the road, being the starter this year, uh, being a defensive stopper, uh, growing as a perimeter player. It's going to be very interesting to see. And it's going to obviously... We're going to have more of an idea as this early sample size grows. There's obviously just the ebbs and flows of a season. It's just there's going to be some highs. There's going to be some lows. So we just got to see what what's in line as the Grizzlies continue on through the regular season. But I, I think it's kind of a launch pad for another leap for either one of those guys. I think we're a good sample size away. Like Joe Mullinax, our site manager, always loves to say Christmas. Like we're probably a month or two away from making some pretty definitive statements regarding Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton and the evolution that is going on right now in their games. But it's very exciting to see. Literally, it's one of my favorite parts of a rebuilding team is seeing how your complementary players, I mean, obviously the star players taking leaps are so much fun. I mean, we're seeing it right now with John Morant, but just seeing how these complementary guys grow their games and add more parts of how they can be a weapon as a role player. It's just very, very cool to see. And we're seeing that right now with DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Payne. But that's about all I have for this week's edition of the long view. Um, just n- never be afraid to reach out, give, give your thoughts on how you're liking the long view podcast as we're getting into the regular season. Uh, you could do that at Paca underscore Flocka on my Twitter Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Paca underscore Flocka. Make sure you are following the blog on Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. And reading our work over at grizzlybearblues.com. As Joe Mullinax said, there's not many other outlets out there doing what the what we do when it comes to covering the Memphis Grizzlies organization, when it comes to our game coverage, our features, uh, Brandon Abraham's work covering the Memphis Hustle as they start their season next week. Uh, Brendan Smart with Grizz Gaming. I mean, you can check out an awesome feature that he did on Lang Whitaker and his growth as a NBA 2K League GM. And the, the podcast network. I mean, we have five podcasts, all with different views and opinions about the Memphis Grizzlies, the GBB Live, the Law of View podcast, the 3ND podcast, Core 4 podcast, and the Starting 5 podcast. So make sure you're subscribing to all that on the Grizzly Bear Blues podcast network, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. And with that, that's it. 